Everybody, this is Dr. Ryan Berlin and Ashley Berlin. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. Good afternoon, and we're excited about this week. We're actually coming off of chiropractic's birthday, 124th um, year since chiropractic was founded in September 18th of 1895. So Ashley and I just wanted to talk a little bit this week about um, you know, what, what we have to be grateful for and the difference between chiropractic as a vitalistic science and what medicine does. Right. Um, before right. we get too far into that, if you're new to listening, um, you can always check out our previous podcasts on iTunes. Just search the name of the show, which is Align Your Health. You can also go to AlignHealthCenter.com. That's a great place to get more information about what we do as a chiropractic office. And you can go to DrRyanLive.com to also find the podcast, find the upcoming events we're doing, um, you know, check out uh, any anything uh, in the media that we've done. And uh, so the, the that website, again, is drmyrynlive.com, drryanlive.com, drryanlive.com. Um, and so that's how to get in touch with us. So at any time during the show, if you want to make a new patient appointment, you can go to either one of those websites to get in touch with us. Absolutely. Yeah, so we're in the mood to celebrate. Happy belated birthday to chiropractic um i i'm i enjoy this because there's something to me that like going back and looking at the roots of something makes me feel um just stronger in it i understand the foundation and so um i think taking a couple minutes to really go through um setting the stage for what was going on in 1895 and um i think that that's an i think that that'll be an interesting piece of this today, right? Yeah. So going back to historically 1895, so September 18th, 1895 was the first chiropractic adjustment. Um, there were people getting adjusted for centuries before that. We have hieroglyphics of um, you know Egyptians uh, adjusting each other. And we have in 400 BC, we have Hippocrates writing a book called On the Articulations. Um, articulation means joint. So he, uh, he was talking about the joints of the body. Wow. And in that book in 400 BC, he made a very bold statement. And for those of you who don't know, Hippocrates is who we refer to as the father of modern medicine, Either even though in modern medicine, we don't uh, do a lot of what he talked about. <laughs> he talked about taking care of the body and our food being our medicine and the framework of the body being very critical. And on the articulations, he said, look well to the spine for the cause of all disease. Wow. Now that may sound lofty, right. but when you understand what he meant by it, it makes complete sense. We'll revisit that in a, in a few, but I just say that to say that chiropractic did not start in 1895, but the name chiropractic and as a profession, right. um, as a science, as a, uh, you know, a, a record keeping as far as technique and all that goes back to the Palmers in 1895. And so in, in September 18th of 1895, D.D. Palmer, who was a, um, a holistic physician at the time working with magnetics and working with herbs, and he was really just fascinated by keeping the body healthy, um, he was doing a lot of studying on the nervous system, a lot of studying on the spine, 
And he happened to have a janitor who was telling him a story about how he had bent over to pick up a box one day. And when he bent over to pick up the box, he heard a loud pop or cracking noise coming out of his spine. And following that, that one event changed that janitor's life. And the janitor began losing his hearing over the next several years. Wow. And so D.D. Palmer, understanding that the janitor related it to that one event, he examined his spine and he found what he called a vertebra that was racked out of position. Um, <laughs> I love those words, racked. It was racked out because um, he didn't find just a, a simple misalignment. He found something that was a gross subluxation, right. Right. that it was a vertebra that was way out of position. And he went back to his understanding of neurology and said, if this vertebra is this far out of position, it could be putting pressure on these nerves that go back up into the head that are controlling your hearing. And, you know, if those nerves have pressure on them, then they're, ner- they're not going to function well. And if they're not going to function well and they go to your ears and, and control hearing, then it's likely that this subluxation in the spine actually was at the cause, the root cause of why you lost your hearing. Wow. And if we just remove the interference, and remember, this was in a time when they did not give a lot of healing uh, credit to the nervous system. They didn't think the nervous system had the capabilities of healing well. Now we know that the nervous system actually heals better than almost any tissue in the body. Right. Or right. as well as any tissue in the body. Right. So they took... Um, they took a, a few minutes, did an exam, came up with a hypothesis on which vertebra had moved which way. D.D. Palmer adjusted him, and lo and behold, Harvey Lillard, the janitor, said, I can hear the wagons in the streets now. Wow. After a couple of adjustments, his hearing returned, and chiropractic uh, became a cure for deafness is what D.D. Palmer <laughs> thought. And obviously he, he was, thought he had found the cure for deafness. Not only did he think he found the cure for deafness, he started advertising that he had found the cure for deafness. Wow. And so he started putting up advertisements all over town and had tons of deaf people show up at his door ready to be cured of deafness. Well, guess what didn't happen? Uh, not a single one of those people got their hearing restored other than Harvey Lillard. Wow. But what they did have happen was their immune system started functioning better. Their digestive problems went away. Their headaches started to go away. Um, they had uh, hormonal problems that started to clear up. They had right. all these things. And what D.D. Palmer realized was I didn't find a cure for anything. I found a system of removing interference within the spinal column so that we allow the nervous system to return back to its normal, pretty amazing function. And when the nervous system is not being interfered with, the body knows how to heal. And right. it can send those healing messages over those nerves to organs. And they're no longer being interrupted. Right. And so kids would get adjusted, their ear infections would go away. People would have, you know, some sort of ailment, they would get adjusted, that ailment would clear up, that they would literally see even the there's a historical accounts of the flu during the flu pandemic of nineteen thirteen where, you know, the death toll numbers were getting pretty high as a result of the flu. Chiropractic patients saw virtually no flu deaths at wow. all. Not any. Wow. It was recorded that amongst chiropractic adjusted patients None of them died of the flu during the pandemic in 1913. So D.D. Palmer knew in September 18th of 1895 he was on to something. So they spent the next, you know, 30, 40 years writing over 40 volumes and opening up schools. And they opened up literally um, opened up um, areas where of mental health institutions where they they at a time when people were uh, doing frontal lobotomies and disconnecting people's brains and chiropractic, they were actually getting people well, and they couldn't even keep their mental institutions full wow. because they were getting the people so well. 
So chiropractic has a really interesting history. And one of the things that I want to talk about over the next 30 minutes really is what the difference is between chiropractic and medicine, because they're both absolutely 100% necessary at certain times. Right. Chiropractic from birth till death is very critical. And medicine, if anything ever goes wrong, we're blessed to have it. Right. But we want to talk real honestly about what the goals of each are. So that's what we're going to do. And uh, we have some awesome, exciting news coming up also about an event we're doing. We'd love to have you at. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. Hey, everybody, this is Dr. Ryan Berlin and Ashley Berlin. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. Um, We're just talking about how last week was chiropractic's 124th birthday. And so we're giving a little bit of the history of how chiropractic got started. But really, we wanted to talk today about a quote that the the developer of chiropractic, so the founder of chiropractic was D.D. Palmer. The developer of chiropractic was his son, B.J. Palmer, meaning he took what D.D. did and literally wrote, volumes and volumes and volumes, um, some amazing uh, foundations for science, philosophy, art of chiropractic. And so <clears throat> as a, the developer of chiropractic, he had a great quote. He said the, that medicine is the science of disease and what causes man to die, whereas chiropractic is the science of health and what causes man to live. Wow. And chiropractic has been fascinated with the idea of getting sick people well. Yes. And chiropractic from its inception has been fascinated with the idea that we are designed to heal and designed to be healthy and that we don't need a lot of help. We just don't need interference. Chiropractic has always looked at lifestyle. Medicine has always focused on treating the symptoms of disease. So medicine's always been obsessed with the diagnosis of disease. Medicine's always been uh, obsessed with finding out all the intricacies of how disease manifests in the body. Medicine has always been obsessed with treating that disease artificially to stimulate or inhibit things that they believe are causing the disease process. Right. And medicine has always anchored to pharmaceuticals and surgery as their two tools. Right, right. If you really think about it, any other tool that medicine uses, they're stealing from another profession. Right, yeah, that's So fair. if they that's use true. nutrition, they're taking from the nutritionists. If they're using, you know, I went into a hospital recently and they had um, lavender, a satchel of lavender in the room to, to uh, relax a patient. In right. another room, they said that there was peppermint um, in the room to, to if somebody was feeling nauseous. They're stealing that from aromatherapy. Right. That that was never originally under the guise of pharmaceutical medicine. Pharmaceutical medicine, interestingly enough, has only existed as long as chiropractic. You know, that's a really – I'm glad that you brought that up because that, that was very profound to me when when, um, when I was studying this, that to learn that um, – because I, I guess I just had never – I had thought – I never really put a date to when, you know, how long have we been using, um, like a synthetic drug, like a man-made pharmaceutical, like how long have we been using these? Because I think sometimes in my mind, at least I have lumped together our current modern day pharmaceutical industry with, 
you know, million, you know, whatever, uh, hundreds or thousands of years ago when people would use some sort of apothecary or use natural herbs or use, you know, plants from the ground. Yeah, to... that was holistic medicine. Right. And that was, you know, when Hippocrates, what's interesting is Hippocrates was more aligned with chiropractic than he was with modern medicine. And yet we call him the father of modern medicine when nothing he did was pharmaceutical. Right. Um, everything he did was on um, helping the person heal and helping the host not you know, worrying about the manifestation of the disease. And um, yeah, what you're talking about is holistic medicine, which died with the Flexner Report in the early 1900s when John D. Rockefeller and, um, and uh, Carnegie went around and gave out grant money on behalf of our Texas to uh, institutions that would um, only teach pharmaceutical medicine. And why were they doing that? Well, because um, Rockefeller owned the largest pharmaceutical company in the world at the time. And so pharmaceuticals only go back to the early 1800s. Uh, sorry, early 1900s, late 1800s right. in that time frame. And the first pharmaceuticals were things like heroin and right. cocaine. Um, they were man-made chemicals. Like heroin was used as a cough suppressant. Cocaine was being used for headaches. Wow. Um, so That's if you an had, aggressive you have a headache, headache have some cocaine. <laughs> You know, it's a very aggressive headache. It's a rough cough you have there. Try some heroin for that cough. Oh my gosh! You can actually type in type in uh, heroin cough syrup or heroin cough medicine in Google. You'll find images of original advertisements from Bayer, like as an aspirin today. Right. They, they were peddling heroin for coughs um, back in the late you know 1800s, early 1900s. And now they're peddling Monsanto. So yeah, now they all... own the largest um, pesticide company in the world. Right. And so. I think the, the, the fascination with pharmaceutical medicine didn't really occur until they convinced the American public, and specifically the American public, because the rest of the world consumes about uh, roughly 30% of all the medication in the world. Wow. In the United States, we consume about 70% of the world's medication. So it's really in the United States that they've pulled one over on us and, and caused us to believe that pharmaceuticals equal science. Right. When, right. We, when there's actually, we know more, we actually know more about how the body works in terms of chiropractic and healing than we do about how pharmaceuticals actually work in the body. That's why we have all these things that we can't explain called side effects. Right. And there's no such thing as a side effect. They're really the un desirable effects yeah they're the, just the, effects. the crap that happens that we don't really want to right. when you take this drug when we're, to try to make something else happen right you have right. all these side issues that start to show up and then and then you and then all the contraindications and just and then it piles one on top of the other on top of the other so we we have even yet to see what um, I mean, I don't I don't like what the term maybe five or six generations of people, like what the seventh generation of people look like that have lived under this model that yeah. we've lived in for the past hundred or so years. That's pharmaceutical medicine of what it looks like today. I find it interesting that family wealth, you and I studied this a while back, that family wealth, when people had, you know, hundreds of millions or the equivalent today of billions of dollars, right. that seven generations later, their family has no money, that family wealth doesn't survive beyond seven generations. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I find it interesting, you know, that we're maybe five, six, seven generations into familial health. Right. And what we're seeing is a dramatic decline that you can't keep your health going the route of pharmaceutical medicine, that families, they're seeing their health histories just deteriorate. And we have the sickest, the sickest population right now in history is the millennials. 
the millennials' health is declining, and they're actually in a state of disease by age 23 on Which average. Which is interesting because when you look at the millennials, you would think just by looking at them, by their avocado toast and by their workouts and by their like mental health breaks that juice they take and the and juice bars. And, yes, and the cold brew coffee and the organic. Yoga. Their push, their yoga, their, their push for organic, their farmer's markets. And like you would think that with all of these things that they're reaching for and that they're doing, that this would be the healthiest generation. But what we see is this I would by, I would li- call by it. lifestyle they probably are one of the healthiest generations by choices as far as lifestyle but unfortunately they are epigenetically exposed to the choices of their previous right. generations and they're being affected by um, decades and generations of pharmaceutical usage Wow and so they're having health issues show up at earlier ages not necessarily because of what they've done but because of what they've been exposed to both, Epigenetically, meaning from the the genetics of their previous parents' choices, right. but also through what their parents chose to do with them for through the first ten to eighteen years of their life. Yes, through pharmaceuticals, vaccines, food choices, chemicals, etc. So it, it's interesting, and wanting to get back to the chiropractic thing because yes. Chiropractic about being the science of health and what causes man to live versus medicine being the science of disease and what causes man to die. Most of us, if if I asked you, is your goal to be healthy or just not to die? (laughs) Yeah. Is your goal to be healthy or just not to have disease? Most people would say, my goal is to be healthy. I want health. Right. So when we talk about health, it's really interesting. We have to talk about what that means. So, you know, in the uh, the next segment coming up, I want to talk about what those five signs of life are. That in health, chiropractic acknowledges that there's five signs of life and that everything that we do in our health has to support health, meaning support those five signs of life in our body. And if anything that we do is an obstruction to any one of those signs of life, then it's not benefiting our health. So if we take a a medication and it disrupts one of those five signs of life, it's a hindrance to our health, not a help to our health, even if the short-term trade-off is that we might feel better. So we're going to talk about the difference between medicine and chiropractic philosophically between the according to the five signs of life and how man heals. If you're interested in what we do, check us out at alignhealthcenter.com or you can also give us a call at 513-777-7575. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC the talk station. Hey everybody, this is Dr. Ryan Berlin and Ashley Berlin. We're in the studio today talking about chiropractic and medicine. Listen, medicine's important. We had a son swallow a quarter. Yes. And he went in the hospital and he had to have anesthesia and surgery to get a quarter out. He's 18 months old and it got stuck in his esophagus. Right. Oh We're not gosh. bashing medicine. We love the fact that we have modern medicine at our disposal. But um, yeah. how many of you honestly can say you want more drugs and surgery in your life? No. So if that's not your goal, then we have to find a method of taking care of ourselves because you're going to do something. You're either going to take care of your health proactively and and do some sort of treatment that's beneficial to your body and keeping your health and or gaining it back. Or you're going to just wait until you lose your health and symptoms of disease start showing up. Then you're forced by default to go down the medical, you know, uh, rabbit hole and see where you end up and kind of play roulette with that. 
we know there's side effects. We know that medicine is the third, uh, medical error is the third leading cause of death in the United States. We know that pharmaceutical drugs taken as prescribed kill about 200,000 people annually. That these are stats that I think most of us, I used to have to like teach people the, 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 you know, fails of medicine, but I right. think most of, most of the time people know it. Maybe they don't know the numbers, but they know they don't want more of it. No, and especially probably in our last five years of practice, I'd say more people are walking in completely, you know, uh, completely awake to it. I, we had we had a new patient call um, recently, and I, I happen, you know, I'm, I'm very, very rarely do I take those new patient phone calls, but I happen to take this phone call this time, and um, and, you know, they said, I know that chiropractic is going to help my body heal and overcome a lot of the issues. Like I need the best fighting chance possible for this list laundry list of disease that is happening inside of my body. And I need to be here. This is a great time to talk about. So we're doing an event coming up and I want you guys to know about it because as listeners of a radio show, especially if you're a loyal listener, I think coming to a live event would be awesome for you because I think that's really where we see our patients' lives change. Yes. Um, you can go to drryanlive.com, click on events, and you'll read about the MLMO, which is Max Living Makeover that we're doing called Genesis Factor. And it's October 26th. It's a three-hour event where we're going to teach a chiropractic lifestyle. Not chiropractic, like getting adjusted, but what chiropractic believes philosophically in how we heal, how we eat, how we move, what, what things should you be supplementing your nutrition with, um, what chemicals should you be looking out to avoid. And we're going to be teaching people how to make over their entire lifestyle. And we're doing that on October 26th from 9 to 12. So 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. You'll still have plenty of time in your Saturday. There's also going to be some amazing vendors there. Ash, tell yes, me a few of them. Have, we have almost 20 vendors lined up right now. All health-related. Um, all health-related. So everything, that, every tool that we put in your toolbox in terms of what you need to be doing for your health and the changes that you need to be making, we are going to have the resources right there. When it comes to nutrition, we will have a chef, we will have chefs there. We'll have food options there. We'll have paleo primal sweets there. We'll have, they have delicious desserts that don't have so I think those that's processed a, sugars in it. A great opportunity to say like, we don't think that you should be eating Malba toast and just doing water <laughs> fast every day. Like paleo right. primal sweets has some of the most delicious desserts you could ever have, but they're doing it in a way and, 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 you know, they, they have recipes and like, this is where we get our kids birthday cakes yep. in a way that's not going to destroy your health. It, you know, everything we do matters. And that, that's why we're teaching these right. five essential areas. So there's five essential areas where you have to be very focused on your health. And what's interesting is if you go back in history, D.D. Palmer, B.J. Palmer, when, you know, when they're talking about uh, chiropractic being the science of health and what causes man to live versus medicine being the science of disease and what caused man to die, they said that we have to, we have to address the five signs of life. So yes. Ashley, what are the five signs of life? So quickly, the five of them are number one, assimilation, number two, excretion, number three, adaptability, number four, growth, and number five, reproduction. So I think it'd be probably beneficial to just talk a little bit about that. The first one being assimilation, right? So to assimilate something means to take it, break it down and make it part of you. So basically when we eat, part of what happens through the digestive process is assimilation. 
to take something into our bodies to assimilate it and turn it into living tissue and healthy functioning cells. You know, I think what's interesting about that one is that, you know, they, the old adage, you are what you eat. You literally are what you eat. You literally are what you eat. But let me take that to another. Let me challenge you on this one. You're, you're not even just you are what you eat. You are what you absorb, right? Like, like because you can eat something that's complete nonsense. That's our just... dog eats socks and they end up coming out the other end in our yard. That doesn't mean that those socks were beneficial to his body or were right. food. Right. They were a distress on his body because he couldn't absorb any nutrients out of them. And they were still uh, something he had to process through his system. Absolutely. He had to process it. Um, so number two would be excretion. So excretion is the other end, obviously. So yeah. <laughs> when we talk about, you know, going to the bathroom, excreting something, that's getting rid of the part of whatever you eat that your body does not need. So your body assimilates the nutrients, brings them into your body, and then takes the food, breaks it down to get the nutrients out of it, absorbs water out of it, does whatever, and then excretes the part that would be toxic to stay in your system. Absolutely. And here's what's interesting about excretion is that every healthy cell in your body actually produces waste that needs to be eliminated. So yeah, we think of excretion. You're just actually as... a resemblance of your cells that your cells assimilate nutrients into them. Your right. cells excrete right. things that every cell in your body has an excretory system and it has a waste matter. And, and we there's have, a pathway for that waste matter. There's a pathway to detoxify and eliminate those waste materials. That's why we're so fascinated with the epigenetic stuff with like MTHFR because right. what we're finding out is there are certain genetic issues derived from um, exposure to chemicals and foods that disrupt our genes that can jam up the metabolic pathways so that our right. bodies don't detoxify really well. One right. of the things we're finding out is the reason why – you know, there's hundreds of millions paid out in vaccine injuries is because we're finding out that some people now can't get rid of waste material out of their body. Right. And so the heavy metals and the things that are in vaccines actually get jammed up in their body and start creating serious damage. So there are populations uh, uh, that if your doctor doesn't understand this, then they're just simply not doing any new reading. Right. That right. there are populations of people now who are very, very susceptible. And we can tell who they are through genetic testing. Right. They're very susceptible to injury from things like vaccines. Yeah. And you know what? Imagine if you your cell can't get rid of toxins... Imagine what's going to happen to that cell. So, I mean, that's the thing that we're talking it's about. It's going so, to die. It's going to die. And if your body can't get rid of toxins, you're going to die. And it's, But disease is the process by which we die. Remember we said right. medicine is a study of disease and what causes man to die. Disease is the process of dis-ease. Right. Lack of normal function, meaning closer to death. So number three is adaptability, the ability of an organism to respond to all the forces that come at it. So this is really chiropractic's, um, this is the linchpin of chiropractic, is chiropractic is, has everything to do with adaptation. Uh, two people walk outside, one starts having an allergy reaction to pollens in the air and one doesn't. Right. Two people eat the same meal, one gets acid reflux, the other doesn't. Uh, two people... Um, I don't know, have, have the same job. One has severe anxiety from it and the other doesn't. Yeah. That's all about adaptation. And your ability to adapt has everything to do with your nervous system because your nervous system regulates all adaptative processes in the body. So good. If you have an unhealthy spine, I guarantee you have an unhealthy nervous system. Right. If you have an unhealthy nervous system, I guarantee you're not adapting well. Right. Which means you're going to have some sort of thing show up as a result of poor adaptation in the body. 
That's huge. Taking sunlight, being able to convert it into vitamin D and melatonin, and then sleep well. If you're not sleeping well, probably poor adaptation. So there's almost every condition we can link back in some way to this one of the five signs of life, which is adaptation. Chiropractic increases a patient's adaptive abilities. That's brilliant. I love that. Um, I think that we might have time for the fourth, which is growth. So growth is really simple that as a human being, you grow and from a child to an adult, but your cells also daily are growing. Cells grow and cells die. And so growth, the growth cycle, the normal cycle of growth of a cell has a death cycle to it as well. And so growth means that you go through the life cycle of a cell and that cell functions normally and then eventually dies. If the cells aren't dying, that's called cancer. That's where cells continue to multiply and never die. Um, If cells fail to grow, then we have, you know, maladaptation of those cells. We start having deficiencies like osteoporosis. Undergrowth and overgrowth. Undergrowth and overgrowth. Yep. Lack of coordination in the body. And then the last one? Reproduction. This is the fun one. This is... Um, (laughs) No, but we're not just talking about sexual reproduction all over. That's, you know, a huge part of life. Without the ability to sexually reproduce, we cease to exist. Right. And we could go into all kinds of social aspects with that one, but let's take it more into the body that every cell has to reproduce. And if a cell can't reproduce and if it can't reproduce health, then it will start reproducing diseased cells. So your cells, even though they have the ability to reproduce, doesn't always mean they're reproducing in a healthy fashion. This is where we start getting metastasis. So cancer goes from cancer to we start metastasizing the cancer because we're no longer able to grow a healthy cell. We're growing a disrupted cell that is cancerous. And so it starts spreading because of growth. So growth is a very, very uh, important part of life. We're going to break down these five signs of life and talk about how this looks in terms of health and disease and how chiropractic's lifestyle has an influence over these. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Dr. Ryan Berlin and Ashley Berlin. You're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station. And today we're talking about, you know, with chiropractic's birthday, we just think it was a great time to celebrate what an amazing profession it is that we have, that we were endowed this sacred trust from our forefathers in chiropractic, and they told us to guard it well. And they told us to guard it well because, unfortunately, it's at the attack very frequently um, from the companies that profit off of sickness, that the pharmaceutical companies, the and, and, and don't get me wrong, I don't think that people who work for pharmaceutical companies are evil. I don't think that medicine is evil inherently. Right. I don't think that. But when you start profiting off of sickness, then you become a threat to the healthy population. Oh, that's good. When you start profiting off of people being sick, you become number one enemy of the healthy public. Right. And I would say you become number one enemy of the sick public who has the opportunity to get healthy. Right. That medicine saves lives at times. Don't get me wrong. But that's about probably less than 10% of what they actually do. Right. Right. That may, maybe 20 if we were to be generous. But chiropractic alone has been shown to reduce hospitalization by 60, 70%. Right. Chiropractic alone has been shown to reduce pharmaceutical usage by 60%. Far, you know, I mean, so... That's just getting adjusted. Now, what if you changed your nutrition? What if you exercised every day? What if you avoided chemicals and toxicity? What if you, you know, 
had a different mindset about your health, I think you could probably avoid 80, 90, 95% of all medical need. Yeah, you know, there are people out there. I mean, you know, we have that old family member or that or there's, you know, there's somebody that you know that you're like, wow, that person just has avoided the doctor's office. And sometimes it's just because they simply say, I don't like doctors. And like, I'm not going. I've heard that so many times. Like <laughs> right. crotchety old, like 95-year-old woman who's like, no, I don't go to the doctor. Why? I don't like doctors. And like yeah. they're 95. <laughs> right. I think we're finding out that we actually are doing more harm than good in some ways. Right. Um, not to, And I don't want to spit in the face of the good that we're doing. But I think that it's eclipsed right now. And right. I think that we're starting to, to understand that. The general public's understand it. Uh, and I, listen, if you're a doctor and you're listening and uh, I'm rubbing you the wrong way right now, or you know, kind of like a cat, I'm kind of petting the fur in the wrong direction, <laughs> I want you to know that we don't dislike or despise medicine and doctors. We really believe that you have been, um, you have not been supported well with your profession, right? that your profession um, has not, you know, gone through the education of nutrition, gone through the education of epigenetics, gone through the uh, uh, education of healing and health. You know, I know doctors, it's funny, I, I get talking about vaccines with doctors all the time. They don't even understand how they work. Right, right. They don't know how they work. They don't understand what's in them. The only thing they've ever been taught is which ones to give for which conditions and right. what the vaccine schedule is. Right. They don't really understand the science behind them. And, and, and again, I didn't either. I had to do a lot of research. And I wasn't doing that through you know medical institutions. I had to read what the researchers who were doing unbiased research were actually talking about. Right. And so I, you know, I just, I just want to say that because I feel like sometimes you know, maybe people think we don't like doctors or don't like medicine. I actually love doctors. And we have uh, several doctors who are outside of the box, yes, who aren't under the influence and control of pharmaceuticals. And I think we're seeing more of this because more doctors are getting sick and tired of being handcuffed by pharmaceutical guidelines and being handcuffed by you know, hospital administration and telling them what the hierarchy of you know, tests they have to run are right. when they know I could jump right to the CT scan, but I got to do the MRI and the MRI first because we got to bill X, Y, and Z right. and jump through the hoop. Right. And I think doctors are tired of it. You know, it used to be that doctors made house calls and they knew their patients by name and they, yeah. you know, they, they, but anymore, that's just not it. And so it's, again, it's, and it's not the doctor's fault. It's, it's the pressure they're under to perform and it's what the institutions and the, and the, and the, you know, profit margins have done to medicine. It's destroyed it. It's literally destroyed it. And so in the United States, we have the worst medical outcomes. We pay the most for healthcare. We pay the most for medical insurance and we have the highest mortality rate in the industrialized world. And I don't think that there's a lot of doctors that own their own private practice anymore, which is interesting because I only mention that to say that when you're run by a different company, when you have somebody who's your boss, when there's a larger organization that's running your practice, then they're telling you your metrics and your goals and, and the process that you're going to take. And I think that that's your difference there, like the difference between like the house calls and the knowing your patients by name and the and the really feeling that health history. And running you're... a business is hard. Yeah. You know, you have to be the marketer. You have to be the, you know, the you have to have bookkeepers and you have to do this and do that. And I think some doctors like they didn't go into business necessarily to right. be entrepreneurs, some right. of them. And um, so unfortunately, they're working for somebody. And when you're working for somebody, that somebody's always telling you what to do. Right. You know, I'm blessed to have my own practice and to work for myself. And, and the doctors that work for me, they're blessed to work for someone 
who wants to get people healthy. Right. Um, so I, 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 it's not that working for someone else is the problem. It's it's you know what is what did what did you set out to do? Yeah. So. If you know, if you're listening, we were talking about the five signs of life, and I want you to think about what are the side effects of any treatment that supports the five signs of life. So if you get adjusted and you remove interference to your spine so that your nervous system functions better, what we see is you assimilate things better. Yes. Digestion improves. Excretion improves. We see adaptation improve. People's sinuses improve. Even though they're breathing in the same air, their sinuses, they can say, one adjustment we correct a subluxation in the upper cervical spine, remove pressure of the nervous system, and the patient gets off the table and says, I can breathe differently. Wow. Yeah, that's adaptation. Yes. And then we have the, the reproductive side of things and growth. Um, I, had, I had a kid who had failure to thrive. We started adjusting them, and because we were removing interference and because they were assimilating and, and excreting and all these things better, they started to actually grow more, and they started to start having... You know, uh, they, they went up the chart in terms of, you know, how the, the weight they were gaining and all yes. this. Uh, the reproductive side of this, I just had a lady come to me this week. She's never had a menstrual cycle. Wow. I started adjusting the L5S1 area on her where the nerves go to the, um, to the reproductive organs. And she's been having normal menstrual cycles now. It's amazing. And so the reproductive side of things that we're not even talking on a cellular level. I'm talking about the reproductive organs now in your body are functioning better. And so if any science increases the five signs of life, you know, and, and helps those five signs of life expressed better, then what is the side effect of that? The side effect of that treatment is health. Is health. The direct yes. effect is also, guess what? Health. Yep. There aren't any ill side effects to getting adjusted. The, the The worst side effect to getting a chiropractic adjustment sometimes is a little bit of soreness because we're correcting something that's been there a long time. Right, right. Now, let's take medicine, for example. Even if medicine may be influencing potentially one of those signs in the right way, the side effects when we read, you know, increased blood pressure, decreased digestive function, blah, 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 all they're telling you is it's messing with your adaptation it's damaging potentially assimilation or excretion. It's, you know, if you look in the back of the of the drug uh, ad, you'll see things like non-clinical toxicology where they talk about uh, immunosuppression and they talk about uh, the fact that this might uh, disrupt fertility. So now we're talking about a damaging one of the signs of life, which is reproduction. Yep. And so if you're taking a drug and you look at the side effects and the side effects sound like it might be disrupting the five signs of life, you aren't going to get healthier on that drug. It, it just can't, like mathematically it's, speaking. It, you mathematically can't. speaking, <laughs> philosophically can't. speaking, right. scientifically speaking, it, like the, the, the theory of taking a pharmaceutically derived chemical and then it creating more life or, you know, you, you, they're being less life taken away. There are times that you need to stop bleeding. So you need a chemical to stop bleeding. Sure. Cause somebody might bleed to death. There are times that somebody's in such excruciating pain that they can't take it. So you need to diminish pain. But when it comes to health, pharmaceutical drugs never increase your capacity in the five signs of life. They just never do. So the side effects of medication usually is always more medication down the road. The side effect of medication is eventually less function down the road. Right. It's, 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 it's a trade-off. And, you know, I think people sometimes think that you and I um, 
that we're so biased in this. And I, I want you guys to understand that, like, I'm completely not biased in this or or better yet, my bias has come through the fact that I was raised in the other model. Right. The first eight years of my life, I was on antibiotics and I had my tonsils and adenoids removed and I had skin allergies and I had I was a medical model patient. Right. And once I learned chiropractic's philosophy in terms of healing and how it supports healing, my parents decided to change, you know, their their course of their direction and I became a chiropractic patient for life. And you weren't a chiropractic patient. You had never been adjusted until you met a really handsome gentleman. <laughs> Who was in chiropractic school. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. I think that that's why it's so important to understand the philosophical difference because you need to be able to choose, right? You need to know so that you can choose. And again, I want to invite you guys to come out to that event we're doing because if today inspired you at all in your health, then I think the next step is learning what a chiropractic lifestyle looks like and how the five essentials through oxygenation and exercise and nutrition and detoxification, ma maximizing your nervous system's function and really thinking and developing a mindset of health. Those are the five things we're going to be teaching people how to do. So go to drryanlive.com, click on events and get signed up for the MLMO, the Max Living Makeover called the Genesis Factor. Get a new beginning. Until next time, until next week, you guys, you're listening to Align Your Health on 55KRC, the talk station.